Welcome to the Anglican Church of the Good Shepherd, Pelham, Alabama podcast. This is your host, Deacon Andrew Brazier. So for the daily reflection for today, I'm going to choose once again the gospel uh, lesson, which is the second lesson in evening prayer. Uh, it's obvious that I've been really focused in on Luke. It's just been speaking to me as of lately. And uh, although these, these reflections aren't really too deep in terms of what you know I'm learning uh, from examining the scripture, it's the one that's given me something to talk about the most. And we enter into the uh, the rest of Luke chapter 6, um, in which we, we pick up with Jesus giving one of his sermons to the people. And in six, uh, chapter 6, verses 20 through 38, we hear Jesus telling a very familiar sermon. One that should make you recall, uh, especially since we just went through St. Matthew's Gospel um, this past year in the Sunday lectionary, where we did the Beatitudes. You know, blessed are the poor, uh, and blessed are those who mourn, uh, blessed are the, who are those who are hungry. And we see Luke recording uh, a similar or the same sermon uh, in which Jesus uh, provides on the mount and uh, and provides several of the Beatitudes, very familiar to us. We don't know for sure, but it's quite common uh, at this time period for itinerant preachers, of whom Jesus certainly is, to have uh, several you know, canned speeches to a certain extent. Think of it like uh, we just went through a political election, how politicians typically have a few speeches that they can break out at any time when they're going to an event or seeing a crowd. And Jesus would have certainly have engaged in the same uh, act because Jesus had the same message, for crying out loud, uh, in his ministry, the same gospel, the same good news. So it's not hard to imagine that Luke is recording either the same sermon from the Sermon on the Mount that St. Matthew records, or it's a very similar one with the same basis, the same basic content um, that Luke is recording in a separate instance. But what I really want to point out is that what hung with me this week of Thanksgiving, at least uh, in America, it's going to be Thanksgiving. Uh, our brothers and sisters in Canada have already celebrated uh, Thanksgiving. But for us in the States, we're celebrating Thanksgiving this week. And the line that really hung out to me was verse 36. Be merciful, even as your Father is merciful. It really makes me think for a moment because... The other command that is given to us from God in the Old Testament and reiterated in the New is to be holy, for I am holy, says the Lord. And that call to holiness remains upon us, especially for those of us who are Christians who have now been redeemed and are called now to a life of holiness, of walking in the life of the Holy Spirit. And so this command to uh, be merciful, uh, just as the Father is merciful, should really sit with us for a moment and make us ponder and think, you know, are we merciful? Are we graceful? Are we, you know, ever loving and always open to helping those who are around us? Do we close ourselves off? Are we selfish? Are we looking inwardly? Are we looking for what's in it for us? It's very easy to do that. That's the base instinct. That's the old Adam within us. 
asking us to look out for ourselves, to look to see how we can advance ourselves over our fellow man. And I don't want to say this is a, a morality um, you know, sermonette of you need to be kind, you need to be nice, which certainly you do, you know, uh, to your fellow man. But the thing that I really want to focus on is the word merciful, because it brings to mind that anybody can love your friends. But as Jesus points out in verse 35, love your enemies and do good and even lend expecting nothing in return. And your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. It really shows the depth of the grace and mercy of God the Father, and that we're called to respond in love because God has saved us, ungrateful and evil human beings that we are, in order to mold us and make us into sons of the Most High, as Jesus says in verse 35. And the way we reflect that character and show love back to God is obviously through worship, but also by being a living sacrifice for Jesus Christ, by worshiping in our everyday lives, in our everyday lives. And it's something that uh, Martin Luther uh, really pointed out, that our vocation in our life, which can be mother, father, son, daughter, uh, can be whatever your employment is, uh, working as a painter, uh, working as a, a doctor, working at a, a shopping mall, whatever it is, those vocations, and there's so many that we have in this life, those are our callings to be the best at whatever it is that we do. Not only to be the best, no matter what the cost, to take advantage of our fellow man, but to be the best and to use those services and those, those gifts that we've been given uh, from God to show the mercy of the Father, to show the love of the Father even when other people don't show it back, even when other people are ungrateful, and even, yes, when people are even evil and uh, unkind, mean, you know, and even take advantage of us. And the uh, example of lending someone money and just simply not expecting them to, to pay it back. One would hope that they would, but if they don't, something that is very radical and is not the way of the world is to move forward and move on. Now, it doesn't say keep lending them money <laughs> 200 times, but it does show this grateful heart of giving freely because what we have received has been completely free. Our grace and our redemption is something we can purchase. As a matter of fact, God has paid our greatest debt and lended us something worth far more than any money in the world the actual death of his own son, the second person of the Trinity, God himself, Jesus the Christ. And talk about the interest that we would owe on paying him back for that redemption. Well, you can't. You can't pay it back. It's a gift. That's the point. Uh, we're starting to also turn from Thanksgiving into Christmas season. And if you're like myself, you're thinking about buying gifts or thinking about that you need to start buying gifts. And the whole point of giving a gift is that it's just to, to give away. We're not expecting something in return. And that's exactly what God has done for us by taking us where we're at and giving us the opportunity to not only be redeemed and saved um, from his wrath, but also to be geared towards, uh, to be reassembled, be reconfigured, and have our hearts to be made new to align with him. The way it was at the beginning of the creation when all things were made good. And so in this life, it's a never struggle in terms of fighting off the old Adam and trying to be conformed to the new Adam. But take this time in Thanksgiving to ponder anew how much you have been lent by God himself. 
and how much we should be responding with mercy and grace, especially as we turn to the Advent season and we await in great anticipation the season of Christmas when we celebrate the great gift of Christ and we celebrate it in small part by giving gifts to one another. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Thank you again for joining us on the Anglican Church of the Good Shepherd, Pelham, Alabama podcast. We hope that you'd visit us in person. We have Sunday worship uh, every Sunday at 1030 in the morning. And you can visit us on our website at www.goodshepherdacna.com or visit us on Facebook at Good Shepherd ACNA. Also, if you enjoy the podcast, please like, subscribe, and rate the podcast. It not only makes us feel better, but more importantly, it helps those who are searching for Anglican podcasts find podcasts like this one and other ones that are out there on the web. Thank you, God bless, and have a good one. The Lord be with you, and with thy spirit, lift up your hearts. We lift them up unto the Lord. Let us give thanks unto our Lord God. It is meet and right so to do. So for the daily reflection, shock, I'm going to go back to Luke. You can tell I've really got a Luke kick going on with the evening prayer going through uh, the Gospel of Luke. We have chapter 6, and we end with the beginning of chapter 7. We go through like 10 verses in chapter 7. And the focus that I want to really make on this uh, brief reflection is the fact that Jesus really um, gets to the meat of the matter. He talks about, you call me Lord, but if you don't follow me, then how can I really be your Lord? And he's saying this, you know, to his disciples and to the crowd that's around him. They got to think to themselves, well, look, Jesus, we're following you. You know, we call you Lord. What else do you want us to do? And Jesus answers that question by saying that a good fruit bears good fruit. A bad fruit bears no fruit or bears bad fruit, something that's rotten. And so you'll know someone on whether or not they truly follow you based upon whether or not they're fruitful. And so Jesus makes this point that if you're really going to call me Lord, then you need to be bearing fruit showing that I'm your Lord. And for us in the natural state, for man as we are born into this world, it's something we cannot do. In the Gospel of Luke, Jesus is laying down the law of God, showing them you will keep my commandments, that you will follow the commandments, and you will walk in the ways of God to show that you belong to God. But Jesus knows that when he's saying this, that the people can't do that, that our hearts are far from him, that we've been corrupted and been completely enslaved by our sins, and we need help. And that help is coming. That's what the entirety of the Gospel of Luke is about. It's about Jesus accomplishing on the cross what we could not do, so that then he could give us new life. And we're ending this season of Trinity Tide of after Pentecost. So this is a familiar theme that Jesus is giving himself and will literally give his spirit, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead, to be inside of us so that we can finally bear fruit, yes, in this life. As a matter of fact, it is expected of us. For those of us who call ourselves Christians, who claim that we have faith in Christ, who say, Lord, Lord, to Jesus, if we truly call him Lord of our life, then he should be the Lord of our life. 
We should be living as though He is the Lord of our life, as though we expect Him to come and to return and to Advent soon. So the question I have as you gather around the Thanksgiving table is, are you bearing fruit? Look to those within your immediate household, because many of us are staying at home with ourselves, with our families, our immediate families, not going anywhere. Are you bearing fruit for God in the way you serve and love your neighbors right there within your own household? It's a question to ponder and a question to ask, because if you love Jesus, then you will keep his commandments. And so the question we need to be asking ourselves daily is, if we really and truly love him, and we do truly await for his return, are we loving those who are under our immediate care and our immediate responsibility in our own household, our own family? Because if we don't love our family, if we don't love them the way that God loves them, then how are we going to love those outside of our family? Love our own friends, to love the neighbors we don't know, but the ones we come into contact with. To love our, con- our co-workers, to love those who are serving us when we go through uh, the supermarket, when we go through a drive through We need to ask ourselves, how can we love the way Christ loves? The answer to that is through the Holy Spirit. So pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray for His guidance. Pray for a new heart. And Christ hears your prayer, and He will give you that new heart. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.